When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India RE. Oh, much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. The group Silk Sonic turned Love's Train into a hit record, but we all know Confunction did it first. We've got Felton Pilot from Confunction who co-wrote the song and then went on to turn some guy named MC Hammer into a household name. Plus, movie producer Devon Franklin takes us inside his tragic childhood and the women who helped him through it. Cafe Mocha begins now. Before Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, before either one of them were even born, there was this band, y'all know, Confunction. <laughs> they were out of the San Francisco Bay Area, had a string of hits in the 70s and 80s, including fun. Confunction singer, songwriter, producer, Felton, pilot. How are you? I am blessed. How y'all doing? Thank Good. you. Good. For- I want to start with um, you know, this show, we've been talking about songs that have, you know, kind of reinvigorated people's careers, songs that have been sampled. And this is just a straight remake. Did you have any idea that Silk Sonic was going to redo Love Train? I mean, did, how did you even find out? I found out on Valentine's Day morning. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. <laughs> totally by surprise. I had no clue. That was probably the best surprise I could have ever hoped for any day. But uh, um, it was great. Friend of mine texted me. He said, have you heard this? I'm like, no. Um, so I, I, I quickly found it on the internet and was blown away what did blown you think away. when you heard it i remember when the when the vocals first came in i was like damn it sounds just like the original record right mm-hmm. um but then they, they they added their own spin to it i loved it you know uh i think they did a great job they um they captured the essence and they kept the emotion of the original recording while adding their own special silk sonic spin to it and i think they did a wonderful job this isn't the first time Love's Train has been redone. Drew Hill did it. Uh, but this Silk Sonic version went to number one. So how does that impact you as an artist, as a writer, as a producer? As a writer? Mm-hmm. Um, well, of, of course, that you know generates more income. As a producer, it's inspiring because these guys took a 40-year-old song and basically their statement is, hey, check out how cool this song is, right? 
and uh, it, it's number one, which kind of speaks to the power of the music from that era. Right, because Love Train wasn't even, it was never released as a single, but everyone knows and loves that song. How did it, how did it happen? We actually were asked by our record company, because uh, after we had finished recording the album, um, the record company says, well, we're considering putting out a single. We're either going to put out Miss Got the Body or Love Train. Which one would you guys like? And we as Confession said, hey, Love Train. And the record company said, great, Miss Got the Body it is. Mm, I love it. <laughs> you know? I, I, I love it. You know, it, That's it's the record it's, company for you. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they had already had their mind made up, so it didn't matter what we said. So, you know, Miss Got the Body was single. However, the fact that Love Train was so popular just propelled the sales of the of the album. And here we are, forty years later. So, you know, forty years later, here we are, just like that. Everything that's good will forever be legendary music will forever be in our song. Love Train was a big hit in California where I grew up. My mother played it. You know, I'm excited for the rebirth, if I may say, because it never died. But artists such as, um, I think Beyonce used it in the slower version of 2018 Coachella show. Uh, That was uh, fun. Oh, Uh, okay. uh, Okay. This is a special blessing. We have not joined that very, very small handful of people um, who's had a record that's over that's over 40 years old that made it to number one again. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, it's, let me clarify that. Where someone took a song that is over 40 years old and made it number one. So that's, that's a very small handful of uh, songs. Stand by me is, is one of the ones I can I can think of where another artist came back and recorded that same which number one. We want to get technical. This song has made it to number one on multiple charts. Yeah. So it's not like oh, it's number one on the pop chart. Everybody, did you by any chance have you been able to make it to their Vegas Silk Sonics Vegas show? Because you have to yes. watch them. Perf- oh my God! Did you fall out? I did. Uh, <laughs> I fell out. My, Michael and I had a chance to go see them in Las Vegas. Um, and we actually had a chance to meet with Bruno and Anderson cool. backstage be- before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard from our contacts, uh, amazingly, that they were just as excited to meet us as we were to, <laughs> to meet them. And so, you know, um, wonderful guys beautiful personalities we were sitting inside this room to wait for them we were there for about 10 minutes and you know excitement's growing and the the door bursts open and um here comes bruno mars answer and first thing that happens that bruno mars drops to his knees and starts singing <laughs> i'm like man come on man uh, had a chance to talk music for for just just a couple of minutes. Um, like I said, they're very very elegant, personable gentlemen, you know. Uh, and then and then they gave us a shout out during, during the middle of the show. And uh, I, I would love to go back and see it again. That uh, for it, anybody <laughs> anybody who hasn't seen that show, you gotta gotta, go. I mean, you gotta go. You, you gotta you know go. 
read somewhere, Michael Cooper said in an interview, one of the biggest challenges Cooper said he faced today is getting Silk Sonic's cover of Love Train out of his head when he's on stage in a recent (laughs) Baton Rouge performance. He missed the cue for an ad lib because he was thinking of Silk Sonic's version. (laughs) I remember that. Does that happen often? If that's not a, a level of flattery, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is Can Function back together? I mean, did you guys, because I thought you officially uh-huh. had broken up. Are you together? Can, it, do we have a a new tour coming? Is there anything like that that's going to be inspired by this? Michael and I put Confunction back together in okay. 1993. Okay. And it's been going strong ever since. Great. Uh, if you go to Confunction. Confunctionusa.com. You'll see our tour schedule. Yeah, yeah, we are pretty much booked up until October. Nice. Are you more booked up now? (laughs) Uh, It it seems it seems that way. It seems that way. You know. Is there Uh, anyone else that you'd like to do a cover song, or would like to do your cover song? Is there any artist out there that you'd like to shout out to our Cafe Mocha audience? Because we have a a lot of listeners and we have a lot of talent. Who would you like to be next to do a cover song? Wow. Well, first of all, let me go back to to so Sonic. Hey, Confunction has an entire CD <laughs> of nothing but ballads. Uh, feel y'all feel free to cover another one if you Help like. Yourself. Uh, Help yourself. Help uh, yourself. Personally, uh, I, I'm a I'm a big fan. I've said this in multiple interviews. I'm a big fan of Neo. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I would oh, love wow. to hear what, what what Neo would do with uh, uh, one of our songs. Um, uh, I love to. Hear. Let me go older. I would love to hear what people Bryson would do with one of our songs. Oh, uh, wow. I would love to hear what Kenny Lattimore. Oh, we oh. love Kenny. Oh, we, have, we, can, we, have oh, real, we can make that happen. We can make that happen. We can make that happen. We can put you on the phone right now. Y'all work something out. <laughs> you know, while I was doing my research, I saw that um, that you work with MC Hammer, that you produce for him, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like we, I don't know, I guess... When I think about the evolution of music, I don't necessarily hear Confunction next to Hammer, but you guys are all from the Bay, right? I mean, you're Vallejo. Uh, that, that is true. That is true. What? So, um, so talk about um, going hip hop <laughs> or hip hop. <laughs> okay. Uh, I met MC Hammer uh, through uh, another gentleman that I was doing some work for after I had the. Uh, uh, left Confunction. Uh, the first thing I did was to buy some studio equipment and, and go into producing and engineering full-time. I was doing some side work for a guy named Fred Pittman who had a group that he had just signed to Fantasy Records over in over in uh, Berkeley, California. Mm-hmm. And they call themselves the Holy Ghost Boys, right? And so uh, I had been doing... Uh, some, I'll call it ghost producing for Mr. Pittman. I said, you know, Fred, won't you let, let me just go and do this? He said, sure. So he handed me over to them. So we did uh, a 10 song, uh, I called it a demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think we had you know, at least one conversation. And then, hey, man, I, I feel where you're coming from and I respect where you're coming from. But on the business tip, you know, Holy Ghost Boys, Holy Ghost Boys, probably not going to work for you. You might want to consider changing your name. Um, so I gave him some rough mixes, sent him on his way. And when I heard from him a year later, 
He said, man, I signed a record deal. They wrote me a check for, for $2 million. And I, my, my, my new name is MC Hammer. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Um, wow. And, so uh, Hammer's first name was Holy Ghost Boy? Yes. Wow. Yes. And, 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 that, and that, that was his, his commitment to his, his religion. You know, I know that on the first album we did one song, it was called Son of the King. Mm-hmm. Right on on the uh, please have don't hurt him. You know, of course we we did pray. And, pray, uh, yeah. And- three records that I did with him there was at least that one song that that reflected on his on his spirituality um so yeah so I worked on his first three uh uh big albums uh shout out to James Early uh uh, he and I uh uh, James started off as a second engineer at my studio in Vallejo um but after uh uh Hammer brought me out. He took both of us out on the road with him. And we actually recorded, you can't touch this, the entire album of Please Hammer Don't Hurt That entire album was recorded and mixed on the tour bus. Oh, that's cool. That's a tour bus right there. We were out on the road promoting the first uh, um, Let's Get Started. And while we're rolling down the freeway, James and I would be cutting tracks inside the bus and at night we would record vocals uh, in the parking lot of whatever hotel we were staying at that night. Wow. I love it. So you must love the way technology is now. I mean, you literally uh, can just open your laptop and plug a mic in like I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? Um, we recorded that album on a 16 track reel to reel. I wish I'd have had my iPad <laughs> they had, had they weren't I, existing yet <laughs> I, I know i know i know but there's but there is more technology in my ipad right now and we probably we couldn't knock out that whole album in, in a couple of weeks so what's next because of a meeting i have with michael the other day we have switched focus slightly my next thing for confunction is that we're going to go back and we're going to finish recording the christmas album that we started last year we're going to have that up for christmas Right. Okay. We were able to put out a single last year called A Christmas Kind of Day. You know, um, hey, listeners, go find that, go check it out. So we'll have an entire album in time for this Christmas. Confunction's next album will be out, we're hoping for first quarter of next year. Um, I'm working on uh, getting out my second solo project by the end of this year. Uh, just released a new single, a solo single on myself called Here's What I Do For You. Um, we got that. I'm, let me say, this morning I was working on the soundtrack for a animated children's series. Hey. So there, 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 there is so Speaking much. Speaking my on. language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working with a production company in uh, Florida about me doing the, the soundtrack 
for all of their movies. Ooh. It's going to be a busy year for me. Good. Excellent. Glad to hear it. And thank you so much for sharing your stories. I'm glad that you had the opportunity to meet Silk Sonic and check them out live because oh yeah yeah that that was something else and continued success to you and and uh and can function and and michael cooper yes absolutely yeah thank you and thank you so much for having me on your show no problem all right we're looking forward next time which will be soon right that's right (laughs) okay (laughs) have a good one Hey, you guys take it easy. Bye-bye. Felton Pilot of Confunction, the group that originally did Love's Train. On the way, Devon Franklin and his mother tell intimate stories of his difficult childhood and the tragedy of losing his father. It's Cafe Mocha on KBLA Talk 1580. Morlani. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. We know him as a movie and TV executive, a producer of faith-based movies, including Breakthrough. He's inspired us on Super Soul Sunday with Oprah. He's the author of several books. But how did Devon Franklin get here? Hmm. His mama's here to tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Miss Paulette, how are you? Oh, hello. How are you? Good, thank you. And joining her is her son, Devon Franklin. Welcome back to Cafe Mocha. How are you? I'm doing good. Glad to be back. And I know she's going to tell you all the secrets. (laughs) (laughs) I, I want to talk about your project, Devon. I mean, I feel like we've watched your interviews on Oprah. We've watched you on the red carpet. People feel like they know you if they've read your books, if they've seen you. But this new project that you've done with Audible called It Takes a Woman, you actually give us your origin story. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, this book, It Takes a Woman, this audio book with Audible, uh, I get a chance to kind of talk about, you know, the pain and the tragedy of losing my father when I was nine years old. Uh, He passed away of a heart attack when he was 36. And, you know, my mother was left as a single mom to raise me and my older brother and younger brother and and I'm able to really dig deep and really give the listener an understanding of what was really going on, how difficult that was. And then uh, also being able to get the perspectives of uh, my great aunts and how they dealt with the tragedy of losing my father. So this is, this is the first project where I'm really able to tell those origins and this much transparency and truth. And you, you call it an audio book, but it feels like I'm sitting in the living room with you telling a story with your family because your mom is talking and then your aunt pops in. And, and <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you, call, you call it a book, but it doesn't feel like a book to me. It, it feels like you open the door and let me into your house. I love that. I love that you're saying it and talking about it that way. That makes me feel good. It means the storytelling is working. It's almost like an audio experience more yes. so than an audio book. 
Yes. So what made you want to at this time with all the books? Because you have a whole bunch of books. We've heard a lot of, you know, of you. Why now do you feel like you wanted to open up about the loss of your father? Well, you know, I've, I've talked about it uh, over the years and, um, you know, just never really had a chance to, um, you know, detail what, what it all, what all went into it and how difficult it was. And then Audible had approached me about um, expanding an article that I wrote for Maria Shriver for her Sunday paper into this book. And so the origin of all this was an article called The Coalition of Women that I wrote years ago for Maria Shriver. And, uh, and Audible saw that. They reached out and said, you know, we think there would be a great book here. Do you want to tell more of your story? I said, yeah, I'd love to. So then that's what, you know, I went to my, my mom and I went to my great aunts and said, would you all want to participate? And they said, well, as long as you pay us, you know, <laughs> so I, had to, I had to cut a deal with them. You know, they drive a hard bargain. But, uh, you know, ultimately they agreed and we were able to put this together. Now, Miss Paulette, uh, you know, typically in the black community, we don't like talking our business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when your son came to you and said, let's do this, I mean, I know the money was good, but, you know, were there any other reasons why you were okay with, with sharing your story? To be very honest with you, um, I had no idea this is how it would end up. <laughs> so, you know, we were we were told what we were going to do, and we said, oh, okay, no problem, no problem. But then to actually do it, it brought up a whole lot of pain and things that we hadn't even thought about before. And so I wasn't prepared. I can't speak for my aunts, but I wasn't prepared for what was to come. But turned out well. And I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm glad that I did it. Mm. I'm making my way through the audio experience. Yes. But, you know, just in the first chapter, we have a death. We have alcoholism, you know, and Lonnie's right. We don't like to talk about our stuff. So, I mean, how did you each deal with the emotional thing that happened when you started bringing up these old stories? I didn't deal with it very well. I'll be honest. You, if you listen to the audio, um, I cried through the whole book, basically. And Devon kept telling me, Mom, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. But, you know, once you start talking about it, you want to get it out and, and finish, you know. And hopefully from there you will heal. And it, next time it won't be so painful. Yeah, I just, I had to deal with it. And I did. Devon? Yeah, you know, I think that um, it's about not being afraid to, you know, go back to moments and things, thing. A lot of times we go through stuff and, you know, we don't realize how much it affects us because we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. But to be able to talk about it and sort through it and sift through it, especially as a family, it has uh, allowed some healing to happen that I don't know would have happened. It's brought us closer. And people are going through a whole lot right now. And wanting to share this book and share our story as a way to say we all go through things but we're going to come through it too. That was really one of the real reasons to do it is to really try to bring hope and healing to so many who are going through it right now. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Devon Franklin and his mom, Miss Paulette, talking about their Audible original, It Takes a Woman. Devon, what do you want people to take away from this story? Uh, you know, I want people to take away from the story. Like I think in our, you guys, you know, we were talking earlier about just the Black culture and Black community and we don't like to always talk. And, and sometimes that is a detriment to the, the next generation. 
because they don't always have the information that they need to navigate their lives successfully because we aren't speaking about what we've been through and what the challenges and the ups and downs. And so my hope is that people, you know, get out of this book wisdom, they get direction, they get uh, healing, they get inspiration. You know, my mother was a single mother, didn't know what she was going to do. Her main hope was that we would be okay when we got older. And the fact that she brought my, my aunts and my grandmother around to help raise us and that me and my brothers are okay, you know, we are the make good of her sacrifices. And so I want people to know that, you know, you may make sacrifices now, you don't know how they're going to play out, um, but they will play out for your good. You know, really want people to have hope from this. And Ms. Paulette, has telling the story been like therapy for the family, do you think? Yes, I believe so. I think um, a lot of us cried. Um, a lot of us found out things we didn't know. And I think that has brought us much healing and much closer. It Takes a Woman is currently available on Audible. This is Cafe Mocha. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. R. Kelly's back in the Chicago courtroom on child porn and other charges. His lawyers want to make sure none of the jurors picked have ever seen that documentary. If someone has seen all six episodes of Surviving R. Kelly, which, by the way, includes testimonials and interviews with people who are going to take the stand, I think this is a rare case where bias must be presumed. The judge disagreed. Nipsey Hussle got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on what would have been his 37th birthday. His boy YG talked to TMZ at the ceremony. He built his whole uh, brand, his career, everything. He built it right, you know what I'm saying, off morals, off, off cold, off purpose. You know what I'm saying, his legacy is everything he would expect it to be. And Idris Elba plays a grieving dad who takes his daughters to Africa and they get stalked by a lion. Okay, yeah, we've seen films where it's uh, the antagonist is the beast. This has a dynamic which merges both this family dynamic, which you're dev- definitely invested in, uh, alongside the thriller aspects of this, this animal. Beast is in theaters now. The Espresso is brought to you by Olay Body Wash with skincare super ingredient collagen. Olay Body. That's the espresso. Cafe Mocha, Angelique, along with Lonnie Love. We're talking to author, producer, motivational speaker, Devon Franklin, and his mother, Miss Paulette. You know, um, Devon, listening to you recall being a little boy and seeing your father in the morgue. I mean, I was doing like morning exercise listening in the headphones and people had to have thought I was crazy because I was just physically reacting to you telling this story and couldn't believe it. You know, you just breaking your lips and feeling the coldness of his skin. Like I can see it and it, and it hurt me. And so I wonder as you were recalling that moment in time, being that little nine, 10 year old boy, how do you feel like not his death, but that moment seeing him there like that shaped you as a man? You know, it was one of those moments where you realize this is not a game. Life is real. Uh, There's a scripture that says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And in that moment, it was like, yeah, you know, my, my other friends may have been, you know, being in little league and, playing sports and, you know, everything was fine, but this was my, my reality. You know, here I am in the morgue and, and this is my father and he's gone. And so it just, if anything, it may have, you know, grew me up or matured me 
maybe even faster than I may have matured because it was like, this is not playtime. This is not make-believe. This is real. And here he is. And uh, it was a, I mean, I remember the feeling to this day. It was, it was a very sobering feeling of, of like, well, how did we get here? And what? This is not how it's supposed to be. And again, I'm nine years old, so I, I don't know exactly how it's supposed to be, but I didn't feel like this was how it was supposed yeah. to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me as a, as a kid, I think it just let me know that you got to take this thing seriously. And I think that also has informed a lot of my work ethic, why I'm so, you know, committed to putting things out there and doing the best I can, because this is this, we only live this life once. We only live this life once and you can't go back and say, I wish I would have, could have, but you didn't. So, you know, I think that moment really informed how I grew up, who I've become. And I'm so grateful for this project because it has allowed me to go back and, you know, process the trauma and, and really work through some grief that I didn't grieve at that time. Ms. Paulette, what advice do you have for parents and grandparents who have to tell a child that their mom or dad has passed? To really think about it. You know, I wanted the kids to see their father the last time, but I didn't even think about how traumatizing that was. And they couldn't carry that trauma on through their lives. So I would say, think about it before you make a decision to either take them there or show them, or it'd probably be better to talk to them about it and explain about death and prior to people even dying. So that when anyone dies that's close to them, any family member, that they'll be prepared because I know my children were not prepared for that. But I was so upset that I didn't, you know, I did what I thought I should do and took them with me, whereas I probably shouldn't have. But they're okay now. And we just keep praying every day that, you know, our lives will be what they should be. Cafe Mocha, Angelique, along with Lonnie Love. On the line, Devon Franklin and his mom, Paulette, they have a new project out called It Takes a Woman. It's on Audible. It is a, he calls it an audio book. I call it me sitting in the living room, eavesdropping on a family, <laughs> telling, you know, telling their story. You know, she knows, so she liked this. And you know, <laughs> This is your type of book. It is. It is. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, so I wanna I wanna come back to this idea of village because Devon, one of the things you say is if you don't have a village, my family now, it's your village. But you know, when this was happening to you guys, when your father passed away, Miss Paulette, when, you know, you were left with these three boys that you had to figure out how to raise without, you know, the steady income and the husband, and you leaned on your, your sisters, your aunts, your, your mom, your dad, it was 30 years ago. Now the village looks a lot different. It's a lot harder to connect with people. So what advice either of you, both of you, do you have for making that village now in a world that feels a lot different than it did 30 years ago and certainly 50 years ago when you could count on, you know, your neighbor checking on your kid or whatever? Well, you know, I, I think that the world is different, but we aren't. You mm. know, we all need care. We all need consideration. We all need love. We all want to feel heard and embraced and feel like we're a part of something bigger than ourselves. And through technology, that is now more possible than ever before. You know, prior to technology, you really had 
to rely on your nuclear family or your neighborhood or where you went to school or where you went to church to find that community. Now you can find community and find those needs being met uh, digitally, electronically, social media-wise. Uh, so now I think that, you know, it's actually easier to make that connection. So when I say, hey, my village is your village, we, I mean that. And that's an actual truth. We did a Zoom um, doing a listening party for the book. And we had, you know, hundreds of people all from around the world in the Zoom listening to clips, talking about how much the book was relating to them and how much they appreciated uh, the community. And, you know, I had uh, my mom on the Zoom and my great aunts on the Zoom. And they were like, oh, my goodness, these are our aunties and we love them. And I said, yes, they are. So I think that even though times have changed, our needs haven't. And I think that uh, technology gives us a chance to meet those needs, maybe even better than, than before. It Takes a Woman is currently available on Audible. It is really good. And thank you for sharing that story. Thank you <laughs> so much for being on uh, Cafe Mocha. It was a pleasure to meet you, Miss Paulette. Miss Paulette, thank you so thank much. You. It's always good to talk to you, Devon. Always thank good you, guys. Y'all. Thanks oh. for having me again. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. That's the show. You know, last week we had a really good interview, a personal interview with Tevin Campbell. A lot of the stuff we talked about didn't make it to air, you know, stuff that, you know, the private conversations that were being had when the mic was off. But if you want to hear that stuff, just go to wherever you listen to your podcast, type in Cafe Mocha Radio, and look for the Tevin Campbell interview, which should be the latest posting. Anyway, we got Ludacris coming to the show soon. I know that's going to be good. Until next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.